Hello and welcome to another episode of Tan Pants. Uh, today I'm talking about true crime. Like the show? No, like is a show called True Crime? Yes, I, yeah. I thought it was a genre. Called no, I thought true that was crime. a genre it's a too. Show. There's a show. I mean, there are a lot of podcasts labeled as true crime. It's also the true crime Hulu, network. Man. True crime. There's a whole network yeah. about true crime. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, true crime is such a big deal in the podcasting world. There's so many podcasts about true crime. So yeah. I figured Tan Pants would step its toe into the true crime genre. Are you, sure? right. you didn't even talk to us first. And our toe is so spongenant, it will suck all the true crime out of the network. Oh, I don't want to think about a toe that's spongy. Yeah, can you right. not use that Just word anymore? You know, like SpongeBob? Can you not use that word anymore, though? Spongenant. <laughs> all right, so just the toe. Just the toe. Like if it hits knuckle, I'm out. Okay, ready? Here's <laughs> yeah. here's the tip of the toe. Ready? Florida man steals a car and a train sends it crashing into a house. What? The train sends the car crashing yes. into the house? A Florida man says he jumped from a stolen car seconds before it was hit by a train, <laughs> which sent it flying into a nearby home. Wow. The sleeping residents were unharmed and the man was later arrested. That's pretty scary so, looking up to that. What makes these true crime podcasts so unique is they solve the mystery of the crime on the podcast. Okay, because they're so smart. Because they're so out? smart. Is that what true crimes means? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think this is what they all mean. Right, so what's the I, mystery I listened here? to one true crime, but I didn't listen to all of it because it was taking too long and it yeah. was getting spooky. Yeah. And I was like, uh, how many episodes is this? 17? You oh. don't like spooky? Spooky's fine. Mm. But it was like it was the wrong kind of spooky. Okay. Like if something's spooky and but it's really interesting, I'll stick with it. But it was just spooky and not interesting. So I was like, oh. yeah, that's kind of unnecessary. It was unnecessary. Yeah. So the police said that the man claimed he stole the car in a good faith effort. What was so he stealing it for? It was a good faith effort. So I think our first task as true crimers is to discuss what a true, what a good faith as effort is. Max, what is a good faith effort? Uh, a child is starving. Let me see. What? That's a good faith effort to help the starving child. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. To, to break the law to help the starving child? So uh, this guy's good faith effort, he said he stole the car to search for his own vehicle after leaving a bar <laughs> early on Saturday in Martin County, around okay, 50 that, miles not, north of West Palm Beach. That's, that's a not a good excuse. faith effort. <laughs> so and he had to drive around to find his car. He's trying to find his car. So uh, instead of finding his car, he got stuck on the railroad tracks in the path of an oncoming train. After the crash, uh, the man tried to steal a forklift from a nearby fruit stand. Which wait, he <laughs> wait, so he steals the car. He's looking for his car. He gets stuck in a thing. It's like, okay, I'll just steal a forklift. He's oh, man, I can't. Oh, oh no. He jumps this is out. all in good faith. It crashes and flies into a house. It's like, oh. Probably like oh, I might as well steal this forklift now. Probably like fire and like screaming and oh like, yeah. And he goes, oh, forklift maybe. <laughs> Insurance does not cover that. No, <laughs> uh, I like it. It says here, um, he he stole the forklift from a nearby fruit stand, which he also vandalized. And it doesn't go into detail of how he vandalized wow. it. Wow. Uh, the Martin County Sheriff Office said in a statement that he was arrested after flagging down the reported death deputies. To let them know he was still looking for his car. Wait, he talked to the cops and said, hey, guys. Just yeah, they found him because he flagged down the cops. Hey, from his forklift. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's, he wanted to let know that he was still trying to find his car. What what, what was this guy on? Uh, looks like alcohol. Florida, just alcohol in Florida. He left the bar early. He said, "Okay." Uh, the homeowners were fine, but the explosive sound of a driverless car smashing to the side of their house was jolting. I bet, man. Can you imagine? You're in your PJs, you're eating some Fruit Loops and watching some Yo Gabba Gabba. Boom! Some Yo Gab, dude. That would make me pee my pants. So that that true crime was kind of funny. Now let's go kind of scary. All right. Have you guys ever heard of the monster with twenty one faces? No. no. Sure. Clay, you but heard about you really, this? Clay? No. Okay. No. So this happened in nineteen eighty four in Japan. I like Japan. Nineteen eighty four Japan. So uh, this began. This begins with a kidnapping of a man who owns a uh, a food company. He makes mm-hmm. like fast. It's like packaged food to be makes sold ramen. at grocery stores. Um, at around nine p.m. on March eighteenth, nineteen eighty four, two masked men armed with a pistol and a rifle, later assumed to be toy guns, used a key stolen from the house next door to enter the home of Izake Gilko, president. Of uh, Katsuya Uzuke, I don't know something. He sold food. Uh, the The home next door belonged to his seventy year old mother, who was located on the same property that was surrounded by a brick wall. The criminals broke into her house, tied her up with a telephone line, and then took the key that she had for her son's house to break into there. I'm confused. So these guys, they needed to get into the big guy's house, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They couldn't get in there, so they broke into his mom's house next door. Ah. And she had a key to her son's house. Of course she did. Of course so she these did. guys are smart enough to look for the key in the mom's house. Yeah. But but not smart enough to avoid a life of crime. No, they were not. Uh, after entering, entering the home, uh, the two masked men tied up the wife and the eldest daughter. Uh, the wife offered the men money, and one of them responded, Be quiet. Money is irrelevant. That's right. Yeah, man. Tell him. <laughs> Are you rooting for the kidnappers? I, I, okay, who just I, tied up a woman in I her mean, house? <laughs> I like their thinking, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Nobody <laughs> likes their up. thinking. He said money is... is, is Max, say irrelevant? these are Japanese kidnappers. Yeah. He says, be quiet. Money is irrelevant. See? Um, okay. After cutting some more telephone lines, the two masked men located uh, the husband who was upstairs with his two children, Yukio and Etsuryo. Mm. Um, the dad was abducted from their house and taken to a warehouse in Ibaraki, Osaka. Osaka. Mm-hmm. Osaka. Like that place in Pandemic where you could Osaka. get in- infected by the cubes. Yeah. That's the place in Yakuza Zero. Yeah, Osaka. That's actually, it sounds like it's a real place. Like Three days after his abduction... Izike, the husband, was able to escape his captors after breaking free from the ropes they tied him with. However, he was unable to identify the culprits or provide the police with any clues as to their motivations. Several weeks after he escaped, the group set fire to several vehicles at the company's headquarters. Then, on the 16th of April, a plastic container full of hydrochloric acid was found inside the Gilco Company building. They received a letter from the yeah. kidnapper. It said, to the Japanese police fools, are you stupid? There's so many of you. What on earth are you doing? If you are real pros, try catching me. There's too much handicap. 
So I will give you a hint. There's no fellows in the Esake relatives. There's no fellows in the Nushami police. There's no fellows in the food fighting corpse. The car I used to kidnap him is gray. The food I bought to feed him was bought at Dalai. If you want new info, beg for it in the newspaper. After telling all of you this, you should be able to catch me. And if you don't, you are tax thieves. Shall I kidnap the head director of the police station? Whoa. So this guy means business. And it was signed, The Monster with 21 Faces. It's pretty creepy, but also like, is this a true story? Yes, this happened. Wow. In the 80s. Dude, dude, this doesn't happen very much. No, no. And the the, the crazy thing about this, this guy was never caught. To this day, they have no idea who this guy was. Hey, um... Why is it that the 80s was like the time for serial killers? I don't know. Like you had Bundy, Dahmer. That's in the States, though. I think it's like you had this. It was like a a, a booming time where everyone's economy was going up. Yeah. Everyone's getting fat and happy. Then you had just kind of like sickos who would usually fall by the wayside. We're living pretty good lives. But why would that make you a serial killer? Like a, a serial killer today, well, don't, they don't have means. They're caught early. I don't know. Maybe just the 80s had a weird vibe to it. The 80s spirit. It was the 80s spirit. Do you think it was Meatloaf and his music? But that's not where the story ended. Okay. This gets crazier. This guy, he s- continued to send letters to the police, to the newspapers. Uh, he would say, Dear dumb police officers, don't tell a lie. All crimes begin with a lie, as we say in Japan. Don't you know that? So he, uh, he sent a letter to uh, the food company again following the kidnapping and the escape of the guy. And the letter stated it had laced $21 million worth of the company's confections with potassium cyanide and later threatened to put them on the store shelves. None of these poison candies were found, but Gilco products were removed from stores, resulting in a loss of more than $20 million and the laying off of over 450 part-time workers. Oh, so he's just like, oh, that's a lot of damage. With he sent letters like, I poisoned all your candy. And they had to pull everything off the shelves. But well, then, randomly, in June, he sends a letter saying, I forgive Gilco. What? What? He forgave them. Yeah. And then he said, I will find a new food company to, to torment. Poison. And he did. He found a new company. Uh, I thought it was like he had like a change of heart. No, he did not. He started sending letters to a company called. Morigana. It was another food company, and uh, they did similar things, although they didn't kidnap anyone this time. This time, they did the same poison thing, where they said, I've poisoned several of your candies. Boo, get something new. He said, 20 packages of your candy have been laced with uh, sodium cyanide. After receiving the letter, the police searched stores in the cities from Tokyo to western Japan and found over a dozen lethal packages of the cookies. So wow. he was. He actually did it. Wow. But these packages were labeled danger contains toxins. So he didn't, he just wanted them to freak out, but he didn't want to hurt anybody? Just because he's wow. bad guy doesn't mean he has to be bad guy. He sent a, a message to the president of this company. He said, to president, you saw our power, didn't you? If you disobey us, we will destroy your company. You will get killed. Decide whether you want to give us money or do you want to see your company destroyed? Tell us in the Mashichini newspaper, either on the 5th or 6th of November. Use the missing persons. Use the words in the reply, Jiro, Morgiana, mother, police, bad friend, money, meal. 
as we said before, we want 2 million, 200 million yen. Did they get it? 200 million yen. Uh, they responded uh, in the newspaper, and they actually did. They gave them money. Wow. And uh, the police investigator uh, was kind of tailing it, and he saw the handoff to this guy. And uh, he said the guy looked like, uh, he called him the fox-eyed man. He was... Uh, what do fox eyes look like? Like this. This is his picture. What? what? He looks like a very stone-cold businessman. Mm-hmm. Very scary looking. So, I'm just going to ask this question. Um, is everything related to Japan like anime? Really, It gets even more anime. So, um, Like this whole story just seems like it, it should be in an anime. So, uh, the police lost the guy. They had two different drops where they gave him money. And he, he lost them both times. And so, so if, you, if you make your children watch anime and they grew up their whole lives watching anime and they started creating anime, do you think your entire society would just be smarter? And then like well, your is, bad guys would actually be... Was there anime? There was some anime in 1984. Was there a lot of anime in 1984? Oh, know. yeah, right? I thought... I don't know. I know there was some, but was there a lot? I don't know. Dragon Ball has been around since then, right? The 80s? Yeah. Yeah, it has. That was like the late 80s, though. Mm. Um, but, like, I feel like if your society watches anime, or that's your culture, then your bad guys, the guys breaking the law, are naturally going to be more cool and do more, like, amazing, yeah. or not, you know, more elaborate stuff like anime. Yeah, so far, this guy has not killed anyone. No. He's kidnapped a guy, terrorized a family, and threatened to poison people. So, and actually put poison so out the on the So the dad got away, right? Yeah. And was able to return to his Probably family. on purpose by the guy. All right. But he was able to return to his family, though, right? Yes. So they're just like... But here's here's how it ended. Unable to capture the subject believed to be the mastermind behind the monster with 21 faces, police superintendent Yamamoto of the Shiga, of the Shige Prefecture died by suicide. By self-immolation. Oil-soaked rags on himself, sells himself on fire. What? What? The head of police killed himself by fire. Uh, five days after the event, uh, the guy sent his final message to the media. He said, Yamamoto of Shiga Prefecture Police died. How stupid of him. We've got no friends or secret hiding places in Shiga. It's Yoshinio or Shitaka who should have died. What have they been doing for as long as one year and five months? Don't let bad guys like us get away with it. There are many more fools who want to copy us. No career Yamimoto died like a man, so we decided to give our condolence. We decided to forget about torturing food-making companies. If anyone blackmails any any of the food-making companies, it is not us, but someone copying us. Uh, it's not us. Probably. We are bad guys. That means we've got more to do than bullying companies. It's fun to lead a bad man's life. The monster with 21 faces. That was the last I heard of him. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. It's like... Very bizarre. I don't know. I guess you got to be a little bit crazy, too, to be like that. And this guy definitely had a screw, screw loose. Yeah, yeah, he looks pretty underwhelming based off that sketch. I don't know. why. In my mind, I was imagining like a centipede monster with 20 faces on it. What? I don't know. I was thinking of Clay, the, that's not real. I was thinking of the guy from Spy Kids. 
The guy from Spy Kids. Where he mushes up that clay <laughs> and he turns him into that face. Okay, but like imagine my vision. It's a centipede monster, 21 faces. He's sitting in front of his TV. He's like, yes, good. Wonderful. Good. I will kidnap another man. And then here's one last. Uh, this is a true crime that happened actually in our area. Whoa. So Let's this, go. Let's find it out. This one's titled, A Grill Got Napped. Earlier today, Oklahoma resident Max Anderson reported his grill had been stolen. I don't know, man, he reported to authorities. My grill's gone. I think somebody took it. Police have reported that despite searching the stranded area for and spending several minutes talking to nearby residents, okay. they have concluded that the grill is indeed gone. I'm confused <laughs> and afraid, a local genius and expert in Chinese history said. It was such a <laughs> mid-grill. I don't know why anybody would steal it. Why didn't they steal my grill? It's a much better grill. As of now, the grill is still missing, and local authorities are hot on the case. They spent minutes. Minutes, <laughs> minutes. man. They spent minutes. minutes. So what, what do you guys think of this one? Having well, grilling season is coming up. I mean, the, whoever stole the grill had to have a car. Had to have had at least capability of lifting 100 pounds. He used to lift the grill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also important. He used to have arms, he used to I have guess. Arms. arms. Maybe Legs. feet. Feet, too, I think. He used to have all the fingers and toes. Does nope. he need to have clothes? Hey, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. You can to- actually not need to have clothes. You're right. That's a possibility. Need- was, it was the grill hot. That's maybe. We need he, to contact whoever gloves? whoever wrote this article to find out if the guy was can, grilling can a, or not. Can a paraplegic drive a car? Yeah. I've, with seen, his mind. I've seen movies. Have you seen Stephen Hawking? Yeah, he drove cars all the time. I think, it, I think it was a paraplegic guy that stole his grill. Is that what you think? Oh, you said it was a mid-grill, right? It was pretty mid. It was a mid-grill. <laughs> would a paraplegic go after a high-end grill? <laughs> if you're still in a grill, would you get a high grill or a mid-grill? Was there any footprints or was this wheelchair it, it, marks? It, it doesn't say. <laughs> it doesn't say. Think about it. All you'd have to do is, like, you wouldn't have to carry it. You just, like, grab it somehow. I'm sure, did you check the foot? Load it onto your wheelchair we'll check the foot. Hang away. on. Did you translate the the th- the um the page to Spanish and then back to English? That's a good idea. See if you yeah. actually clues. hang on. I'm gonna copy this into the uh, chat thing and have it continue the article. Remember that part in a uh, person of interest? Yeah. Where they like evade camera detection, but then the that's the that's the entire series. Yeah, yeah. But then the uh, the Samaritan generally um, generates the next part of the footage. Hmm. And just dee, 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 slowly calculating it to get the person's face. Mm-hmm. And it was like yeah. doing this for a few episodes. It took forever. Like while it loaded through like one scene to the next, it's like the transition. It's like it trying to still calculating the footage. Yeah. That well, was that, that was cool. probably accurate for back then. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Now it's even faster. Well, it was unrealistic because it was able to generate more pixels like to the right of the camera I with just, magic just, AI. Listen, this chat GPT <laughs> thing is making a lot. Of information here it's about still, your stolen grill, Max. Oh, that's is good. It still, it's still going? It's still going. Wow. Is it making like a whole heist movie out of it? Yeah. It almost is. Have you guys seen that um that Spotify AI DJ? I was going to do this last week, but you you didn't show up, and I was going to go over there and take your grill. Hmm. My grill's kind of heavy. Well, then I noticed that you were like using it. I was, I was using like, it? And you're like, I can mm. steal it. Steal it. You cooked sirloin that, that day. No. You're grilling it. What was I? Oh, that's it. right. That's why you came over? I thought you came over just to say hey. That and to kind of <laughs> see if I could take anything. What? Because I wanted to do a true crime and actually do a crime. Oh, okay. Because that's the one thing true crime shows don't do. They don't do actually crimes. do it. Because a true crime would be actually crime. 
So our podcast actually does. So here's what ChatGPT finished. Max Anderson was devastated at the loss of his beloved grill. It wasn't just any ordinary grill. It was the grill he had used to cook every meal for his family and friends for the past five years. The grill had become a part of his life, and its loss was felt deeply. Mm. As the investigation progressed, rumors began to circulate that the grill had been seen in a nearby town. The police department sent a team to investigate, and sure enough, they found the grill in the backyard of a local resident. The resident, who claimed to have found the grill abandoned on the side of the road, was taken into custody and charged with theft. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Max Anderson was overjoyed to be reunited with his grill. Yeah. And he thanked the police department and their hard work in finding it. The grill was returned to his rightful owner, and Max Anderson invited his friends and family over for a celebratory barbecue. As they sat around the grill enjoying burgers and hot dogs, they raised their glasses to the hard work of the police department and to the safe return of Max's beloved grill. And then the grill starts shaking and smoking more than usual. And they realize the 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 man who stole it had turned it into a pot grill. Yeah, I was about to say, and then they realize as they start eating that this meat tastes really, really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> if someone stole my grill and the police found it, I'm sure I would trust it anymore. I that, even though I've been using that for five years. Yeah, man. I mean, like, what if it was like Dahmer? What if I, Dahmer stole your grill? And yeah, that'd be terrible, body man. Parts on it? Oh, man. Awful. Like human body parts. That's terrible. That's not that bad. You could scrape that <laughs> off. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Tan Pants. Thank you to our patrons, Naven Jr., Gil Stronculus, The Big Tyne, and Seth Rosgard. You guys are legends. You can join our Patreon, too, and receive a free copy of my book, The Garden Maze. What? Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. If you'd like to hear more and stay up to date, be sure to ring the bell on the podcast app of your choice. Let us know what you think. If you had any thoughts on the podcast, ask some questions. We'll answer them, maybe. I approve of this message. We'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. See you next time.